This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We're your Hi, everyone. I'm Wa. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Docky Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Sure, but through our own lens, which can be a little bitter, can be a little salty, definitely a little spicy, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi, guys. Today we'll be talking about Love After Lockup. Yes, this is episode 16 of the season that is four. It could be considered Life After Lockup. We don't know. Let's call this one Lost and Found. Ooh. Ooh, all right. Mm -hmm. So there's so much that got lost and found in this episode, including like, I feel what happened is Destiny has lost her mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolute mind. But John has found a new level of his relationship with his son. Which is absolutely problematic, girl. I had so many thoughts about it. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Okay, so let's start off with our first couple. And we are going to be starting out with Brittany and Marcelino. I truly don't know how much of this is fake, but I don't know. So <laughs> we start with a messy bun wearing female producer. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. At first, you know, it's like, we don't know where Marcelo is. And then we see like the producers being like, where is he? Oh, he's just over there. And then we see a woman run up to a car in the middle of an intersection with a messy bun. And I'm like, oh, is this his boo? You know, cause she's like, hi, we need to talk. And then we realize, no, that's just the producer, honey, who, looks like she hasn't showered in years and it also looks like this is her first gig out of prison as well like is that what you got i mean this i just i don't know because i'm just like you're a producer on a show like you look smelly <laughs> wow that man's name is marcelino but yes production <laughs> did find him <laughs> production found him and he didn't want to be found someone spotted him at a gas station and i said y'all are effing weird y'all are traveling around las vegas looking for this man on street corners and you found him at a gas station and then ran up to him like cops it was weird and so then they're like where are you like where have you been what have you been doing and he's like first of all i don't owe anybody any explanation about anything okay like i was driving around trying to clear my head which is such a cheater thing to say you were not driving around trying to clear your head okay you were in a gambling hall with a hoe on your lap that's where you were yeah 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 no i he's so weird like he is so closed off i mean you know and britney feels it i try to do everything you know for my family for britney and uh it seems like she's not really interested in me and i i don't want my marriage to end like this but um you know i'm doing everything i can No, you're doing like not, you're not doing everything you can. But we then like, we cut to where we, so we cut back to the house the next day after he's gotten home and the producer, again, messy hair producer, like knocky, knock, knock. I still haven't showered, you know, God bless. And he comes to the door and he's like, yeah, Brittany didn't come home. Like I haven't talked to her. And my first thought was like, okay, so last time we heard like Brittany had talked to her mom. Her mom was like, I'm still with the kids. Then 
she was like, Marcelino, see, like get your ass to the house. Cause like my mom's still there. And then from what we know, like it was hours afterward, the Marcelino gets back to the house and we're like, Brittany, you like, didn't even like help your mom out. Like you just left your kids with your mom being like, where is he? And then Brittany like lost her mind. Oh, that's something else that was lost. She lost, honey. She lost brain cells, honey. Cause Brittany went on a bender and she wakes up in a hotel with 1 billion different drinks on the, like next to her, honey, she's been up all night. There's coffee. There's like four cans of like something. There's also like Aquafina bottles. There's probably like a sunny delight. I'm not quite sure what's on that bedspan. It's a lot, but the messy haired producer is like on the hunt, you know? And so she like goes to the hotel room and she like walks in. And the first thing we see is like Shannon's Shannon. I actually wrote it down. I was like, is that her name? Shannon's butt. I mean, Shannon's butt, just like, you know, not a, not a care in the world. And then it just like gets back in bed. And these two women look run through. They look like they've been rode hard and putting away wet, honey. They, I mean, I don't know what you guys drank last night. It was like 17 bottles of something and more. Wow. Yeah. And then they ask Marcelino when, like, haven't you tried to, you know, find her? And Marcelino's response is, well, I'm not search and rescue and recovery. I'm not a part of the search team. She knows where she lives. And I'm like, you don't even care if she's alive. Like, first of all, is it that you saw her location on your phone and so you knew she was at least somewhere safe? But you got to care. And it's not about search and rescue, fool. It's about caring that your wife is still alive. Okay. And yeah, so... Brittany and Shannon laying in that bed. Brittany's thing is like, uh, yeah, so me and Shannon, you know, took a bath and like <laughs> got in the bed and just cuddled. And I said to myself, this is like one step farther than what Chris would do. But like, I could absolutely <laughs> see you like being like, let's take a, a, a non-weird bath and then like go to sleep. We have before. What do you mean you could I see that? Know. We we have i know which is why i was like oh chris understands what just happened <laughs> because she has done this to me and we have we have done that and i'm like but we were not drunk nor were we waking up like shady being weird about it like this so i'm like y'all cuddled and then diddled is what happened there yeah 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 and cuddling involved so don't act like oh we're women we can just shower get in the bed naked together and what and then this whole campaign against Amanda, I said, Shannon, this is very high school. It's like Shannon wants to be Britney's best friend. And now she found a way to become Britney's best friend by throwing Amanda under the bus. So she's completely like blowing oxygen on the flame to get Britney riled up about Amanda and the supposed shower pick that Marcelino sent to Amanda while Britney was alone in the bed, just sad. And I just was like, I don't understand this scene. Or, this is real acting. These are actors, Chris. Yeah, no, you are absolutely right. They, I, Yeah, she, Amanda, from what I remember, because it was like first season, like Marcelino like, wasn't even into Amanda. So now we're into this thing where for some reason of all the women in the world that Marcelino is going to try and like hook up with behind his wife's back, it's his wife's, ex-girlfriend slash friend that like her his, his wife begged him to like bone or whatever yeah you know Brittany is like one of those in like victorian sleepover sister lesbians you know what i'm saying like where it's like 
you know, I feel like in like the Victorian area, like people would just like girls would have sex and they did, like didn't know what lesbianism was. They just thought it was like, oh, it's a time in which we like snuggle in bed. You know, if you're a lesbian, like you want to do that or you're bi, you want to do that. You know, like you're bi, you like, yeah, I get that. Like you think, you know, you just want to have sex with girls and like, you know, it just seems real safe and real cuddly and like girls are awesome. And like, we're already in a codependent relationship with some women, you know, I understand that. I mean, it's just, it's so funny because I could be in a bed with Wa and I have a 1 billion times and I've been like barely naked and there'll never be a time when Wa and I touch in bed. <laughs> we have slept in the same bed one again, 1 billion times over the course of like 14 years. And there's not one time in which one of us has wanted to, I mean, much less cuddle. It's too hot to even touch each other. Like if our bodies come in contact, it's like a big flail to get away from the other, you know, like, it's not <laughs> oh, even. Uh, 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 how are you touching me for? Go Stop back it. to your family, uh, to the queen. Hey, no me gusta. But let me just bring up this picture of Shannon to really show about the fear and loathing in Las Vegas that we saw. I mean, mama. No, 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 no. The mama. glasses, the glasses. She has like lip filler. Can you see the lip filler now, Wa? I can never see the lip filler, but I believe you. Okay. They're met, like, yeah, I also think that one thing Shannon has, has over uh, Amanda is like the uh, ability to give Britney free tattoos, which guess what? She loves. <laughs> I mean, this was like, uh, yeah, you, you, you really got a great snapshot of this, of the celebrity look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does look like Roseanne Barr. Um, that was a tweet. That wasn't my idea, but that was a tweet. <laughs> so yeah, so Amanda is like, okay, you know, she talks to Amanda. Amanda has like sent over screenshots, like look over the screenshots, a lot more screenshots and dick pics that Marcelino had sent Amanda that Brittany didn't know about. Now Brittany wants to like go and talk to Amanda about it, but she does call Marcelino and is basically like, get out of the house and I want to come home and hang out with the kids. But first, I guess I'm going to go talk to Amanda and like get it off her plate. And then she also was smoking a cigarette in this hotel. I mean, like, I don't, this hotel is not anything I want to go to. Can you imagine when I smelled? I'm like, oh my God, in the bed. Ash was just in the bed. Oh, this is why. No, only, I mean, this is, listen, I might be bougie, but like, there's a reason why my first and foremost idea is like, what is American fine hotels, American Express fine hotels and resorts? Like what hotels would they recommend? Because in this mind, in this scene, I'm like, I can't ever stay at this hotel and nor a billion hotels. This is what they do there. Did you just call him Monster Lino? No, I don't think so, but <laughs> I would have loved it. So we have a scene where Brittany then gets out of the bed and dressed somehow, and it's dark. And she's already told Marcelino that she's not coming home and she would appreciate it if he would be gone by the time she got there. So now at this point, Brittany has been gone since the middle of the day, like Tuesday, and then doesn't come home until Wednesday night. Like she's fully been gone for a minute, okay? Mm -hmm. And doesn't want him there when she gets home and she's boo-hooing on the way home. And I, all I can think is, girl, do not get in a car accident. Cause let me tell you something about me. If I start crying while driving, I must pull over because I in inevitably will kill someone because my eyes are blurry. I'm unable to focus. Like crying and driving is not the good, it's not, it's not it, sis. It's not oh. it. So I was real worried that she was going to crash that garish red mercedes that she's purchased for herself she gets home and she locks the producers out and i just am these poor producers they have been run amok between britney and marcelino and this tuesday night in las vegas they have been to and fro and been put through it and we can see it by messy bun and the way she has looked 
Yep, yep, yep. She loves that plaid pashmina that she keeps wearing. The same one she had at her like she had at her real estate thing. <laughs> I also just hate the idea, and I've done it. We've all done it. I hate crying and driving. You're absolutely right. Nothing's worse than just like, <laughs> and then you like look over. You're like, do they know I'm crying? And like, are they sad about it too? You know, like I've had one billion times like that. Um, I have nothing else to say about them. I don't know if this is real or fake. So God bless. Who well, knows. Let's move on. The next couple that we are going to talk about are Sean and Sarah. Look at Sean and his stupid fucking face. No, I, I, yep, I was going to do it. No, I was going to do it. If you guys are watching on Patreon, there's not a time in which we don't put up a picture of Sean that I can't immediately put up this picture of Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. It's overwhelming me. It's like my... It's like they're wearing the exact same color shirt. Their hair looks the exact same. I can't believe their nose and their teeth. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's uh, it's like, I can't. Okay. So. Okay. So wait. First of all, let's just use this opportunity to say, hey, listeners, if you would like to get more of content from us, please join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash docusweeties. $10 a month, and you're going to see the visuals of what we have going on right now. The unedited version of this podcast. Also, you are going to get it like the minute we it, it's available i mean the moment we are done filming this you are going to see it on patreon so if you would like that content go on ahead find us on patreon and support your girls mm-hmm. okay so sean sean is getting ready for the wedding and we have introduced a new character okay and that character's name is johnny with just one n and an ie at the end and he has chris speaking of rode hard and put away wet this man looks like he once was in a failing band in the 1970s but like somehow got transported to the 2020s or whatever we are right now he looks like he should have been like bradley cooper in a star is born i mean just giving all of those vibes and uh, they get there and apparently it is sarah's toothless mother's boyfriend yeah and he is like, you you want a shot? And Sean's like, uh, no. And he's like, oh well, you know, I'm, you're so you're sober for your wedding. I, my friends had to pick me up. <laughs> and both Sean and his son are like, um, cannot relate. But thank you for being here. And he's like, you want to smoke? Y'all want to smoke? Want to go outside and smoke? And they're like, no, thank you. <laughs> and listen, Johnny makes Sean look classy, <laughs> and that is saying a lot. Chris? Yeah, no, I mean, listen, Sean grabs a juice box, honey, and he's like, juice box, best drink in the world. And you know what? If it's fruit punch flavored, then I would agree. I I love a fruit punch juice box. Oh, fruit punch juice box? There's, I mean, truly, the only bad thing about it's too small. Yep. Like, I don't understand why they won't make like an adult size fruit box, fruit juice box. Yeah, I know. Listen, that'd be that'd be great. Like, I'm sorry, you all can have your white claws. Those taste horrible. I mean, truly horrible. I can't stand white claws. I get the people like are so into them, but the truth of the matter is, I would rather just have like a freshly mixed vodka drink with a splash of pineapple juice. Or yes, give me an adult size Mott's. Mama wants a Mott's. <laughs> and this, you know, Sean's son there is like taking this all in or whatever. We also then go and we like pick up back where destiny is honey and destiny's at her house and she has that roommate angela and just like she had a long conversation with her mom where she was like this is what i'm doing and her mom's like it's a horrible idea destiny's roommate angela like gets the earful of what destiny's planning which is to go to sean's wedding and just ask for fifty thousand. and literally angela's like 
how are you going to get there? And Destiny's like, with the money that my mom gave me. And she's like, why don't you use that money for the baby inside you? And Destiny's like, because I can get more money from Sean. And then Angela's like, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. And she has this picture of a butterfly on her neck. And those are her eyebrows and babes. She's right. What Destiny is saying to her is even more ridiculous. Why? She has a tattoo of what looks to me supposed to be a butterfly but it looks like a moth and it is on her trachea it is it's not even a neck tattoo like i i I have my feelings about neck tattoos like i just have my feelings about it however a throat tattoo means that you were in a special place in your world in your life where you wanted a needle to jut up and down on your trachea to get that imprinted on you so if that woman is telling you to not get on a plane to try to get fifty thousand dollars from some dude who works on cars in ohio like maybe you should heed that warning everybody who understands destiny and who are in you know relatively better circumstances than her are telling her not to do this thing and she keeps saying like all i want to do is get money for this baby but there are there are ways to get money for your baby it's called a a job and b the county you do not have to get on a plane and fly to ohio to ruin this man's wedding because you think he owes you something based on something that is crazy again she has lost her mine so (laughs) she gets to the airport and she's like really hot and bothered and i'm just hoping that she doesn't ruin sarah's day because i truly don't believe that sarah deserves it so then we go ahead chris i just want to quickly say because i think you were gonna take the picture off and i before you take off this, this picture of this woman does it look like the face of the butterfly has a human face to you? Like I see two eyes and a nose and a mouth. Like it looks like it's a butterfly with her own face as the face of the butterfly wall. It looks like there's like a baby cocoon yes. in it. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's, all I, that's all I had to say. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so then we bounce back to Sarah and her mother and her mother's like, it's not too late to run away. Julia Roberts. It's not too late to run away. But if we're here, like, let's get you ready. So her and the glam squad go on. And Chris has a lot to say about the makeup therein. I honestly don't remember this scene. I must have been cooking. But yeah, she. I think her hair looks cute. Yeah, um, I'm going to say this. I am going to talk about her hair, but I want to go back and talk about what happened before this was this Sean dad's, the, the father-son scene. Okay, so father-son scene happens between Sean and her and his son, where basically he has to, mm-hmm. which by the way, Sean's son is like the best parts of Sean ever and the best parts of Kelly. This is a very attractive person with like good hair and like a better disposition. So as we know, Kelly and Sean had like a whole crying conversation where Sean finally broke down and was like, I know I was a bad dad. And so he like has this conversation with his son about, here, you talk about the that conversation because i know okay. that you had things to say about it. i want you to gloss over it Let me go ahead. okay so you guys first of all that boy looks like the mother okay a, a splitting image of kelly and it now makes a lot of sense that kelly's features looks better on a male okay because he's very <laughs> handsome one two the son is so in his trauma and his need to get over his trauma that he explains away Sean's behavior and allows Sean to talk mess about Kelly and blame everything on Kelly. Now I am sure that Kelly has equally traumatized this boy because of the unsupport and the, the trauma that she has with dealing with Sean 
for six children, right? So I, I'm not saying that the son doesn't have a reason to be mad at Kelly, but he is siding with his father only because he's an adult now who can make decisions. And he's not at all thinking about his eight-year-old brother and, I don't know, 12-year-old brother and all the other children that are below him, the, the five other children that are below him that are currently being affected by Sean not being there and choosing to move on. Sean's youngest child is eight years old. So for that brother to be like, oh, yeah, no, I know, like, it wasn't easy for you and with mom and you did you made the right choices. And I know you tried. And, you know, based on what you're telling me right now about how you had an abusive father, like, I totally understand how, you know, you didn't want to be there to abuse us. So you just left instead. And that was the right choice. Wrong. Right. Wrong. You're right. So you are so in your trauma and your you whatever it is that Kelly did to you that you are citing or at least explaining away or at least giving your father some relief from from what he has done to you without thinking about what he has done to the rest of your siblings. You are okay because you're 22 and you went to the military and you learned something else and you think you're fine and you've moved on, but you're not. Especially the way that you have you're not holding your father to task for your younger siblings. And I just was like, wow, the trauma continues. He, he is going to do damage to his children as well. If he is in the place where he is, cause it's one thing to forgive your father for what he did to you, but he needed to then say, you know what? Like maybe mom wasn't the best, but you, sh you contributed to her not being the best. And then he's like, I gave your money, your mother, your mother money for the kids as though like, that was his only duty. He had six children with her, y'all. He didn't have one, two, or three. He continued to shoot at the cl club when he had sex with her. He continued to have sex and bust nuts in her womb to create more kids. Yeah. So, like, no. No, no, this is not just, like, one or two kids and he tried to move on with his life, but Kelly was being a bitter Betty. This is, like, sev like, like a brood. You know what I'm saying? This is, like, the amount of children that you have when you own a farm. Yeah, children, and it's you don't an improv you, team. Yeah, you. It's a fucking soccer team. It's a baseball team. It's all of those things. You do not get to walk away from that and say that you tried, but the mother was the problem, and she just kept wanting to fight with you, and she's the issue. You don't get to do that. So, son, you didn't do a good job of making your father feel better. We now see that you were actually trash and garbage as well, and that you were going to treat the next woman poorly if you can't even understand how your father's actions and perhaps your mother's trauma directly affected you and your siblings and how it still is. So that's what I wanted to say about that. I get that. I, I, I think I have a little more, I think that I come from a place that maybe I feel a little more compassion. So I don't think that the son is garbage. I think that he's still in his trauma and he has, he's only 22. He hasn't worked it out yet, but he's in sitting in front of his dad and he wants, and he feels whatever. And he's trying to make his dad feel better because when you are the oldest kid or you're in a situation that can be really harsh, you, you have the task of monitoring your parents' emotions. And so I think that that's something that's also happening. And I also like really appreciated the editors because when the scene started, they kind of played a version of see is breathe me, you know, like dun, 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 the piano. I don't know. I was very see it breathe me when I knew that when I heard that whenever time you hear the see it breathe me song and it's in a television show or anything around it, you know, that like some shit's going to go down. It's gonna be very, very intense. But let's go back to the Sarah bridal makeup. So she's doing her own hair, honey. Her friends come in. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did it right. And this makeup, my loves, is like 
it is grays and browns. It is early yachts club. Like I, I mean, listen, I guess that she might be a goth bride. I mean, that's look at Wallace's face right now. I die for it. <laughs> but like, I don't mind her hair. Like that's kind of getting bridal, but the colors on this woman's face that she's deciding to do is just, it, I cannot believe that anyone would do it. Anyone would do it. You know, the truth is, is that I, I honestly do, don't, don't know. Like your superpower is the fact that you have, you know about bridal stuff. I am the furthest away from being anybody's bride. So like, I just, it's never been a thing for me. So that's why I let you talk about it. Cause I don't know. Oh, I have things to say about Britney Spears. So don't even worry about it. Okay. Britney, Black, Black Britney Spears. And I call Black Britney Spears Black Britney Spears because she spells her name just like Britney Spears does. B-R-I-T-N-E-Y, which is not how you normally spell Britney. Like Britney from Marcelino in Britney is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, which is, you know, also this an area of France, which it's a French name. So Britney is literally like the most Southern way to say Britney because it's like, how do you spell it? How do you say it? Britney, you know, like I'm surprised it's not B-R-I-T-K-N-E-E. You know what I'm saying? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so, but black Britney Spears just feels like that their mom was like oh, we love Britney like we'll just like that's how you spell it you know like because Britney was probably a, already a star when you know black Britney Spears was born you know uh yeah so I I'm happy for Sarah and I want the best for her and I, you know, hope that Destiny doesn't ruin the wedding. Let's move on. The next couple that we are going to talk about are Lindsay and Deontay. (laughs) (laughs) So in this episode, uh, they wake up the next day after he like has pounded her vagina to the ends of the earth. Oh, Lord. And he's like, how do you like your coffee? And she says, black and sweet. And he's like, I know that's right. And I'm like, geez, Louise. So... No cream. I just want like seven packets of cane sugar, black and sweet, just syrupy sweet. He is, you know what? He is, he is very nice though. You know, I, I, I mean, it's hard because he's, he is a nice guy. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. I think he is a nice guy. He is an absolute idiot, however, but yeah, he's a nice guy. So you like French too. You say French words all the time. (laughs) So then he, he, she and him have a conversation about how often he's going to be able to come to Mississippi and see her. And so she says, are you going to tell your mom? Like, how are you going to tell your mom? He's like, I'm going to just tell my mom, mom, I'm moving to Mississippi. And then with all this bravado and she's like, (laughs) yeah, I've watched the show. I know that's not how that's going to go down. And he's like, yeah, you know, I haven't told my mom yet because I don't want her to say anything about it, but you know, it, it is what it is. And so then we kind of cut from there. And then we have one of these love after lockup, like in between scenes where like, mm-hmm. it's not enough to kind of like flush out and add to the episode, but they just want to let us know this thing happened. So there's this part where Deontay is like, baby, there are so many things that I want to say to you, but it's hard to put into words. And then he goes on to say in his confessional, yeah, that's the one thing about me and Lindsay that we got the same. We're both writers. And I said, didn't you not just say it's hard to put into words, but now you're saying it's a writer? I mean, a writer wouldn't have a hard time putting anything into words unless they're having some kind of mental block. But uh, okay, okay, we're going to go ahead and go from that. So then he says, from the very first moment you reached out to me, (laughs) I ain't been nothing but the happiest motherfucker alive. And I said, you know what? That is poetry. <laughs> that is a motherfucking poetry. Thank you so much, Deontay. You know, it's like, I just wanted to know if, if, he, if he, does he do slam poetry? Let me do it in slam poetry. Baby, 
there are so many things to say to you, but it's hard to put into words because your milky white criminal skin has got me a shaking. <laughs> I just like Deonte. What is happening? And then he's gonna show us some like letters of him, her writing over and over again. And I said. Deontay, do you know why this woman has all these words for you? Because she's in prison and she literally has nothing to do. So every prison inmate is a goddamn writer. And let me tell you, I've written one in my lifetime and so was he. He was a damn poet. Because all they have to do is time and, and a little danky ass library. So <laughs> it was, I mean, Chris, go ahead. I just like love like you know her writing on these letters is back and forth and like line papers it remind me of notes from high school I'm sure the bub like I'm sure the writing was very bubbly very cloudy you know just like twirl 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 you know like did she write did she like put the note into one of those like square folded foundations you know we did we like tuck it in oh I forgot how to do that oh you tie you you have to take the piece of paper and then you fold one corner down and then you have to like fold the bottom up and then you tuck it and then you kind of like make this what ends up looking like a ninja star triangle star yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely um, he's like I love everything about you from the squeaky ass laugh to the Mississippi southern accent of yours yeah and then he does I a version of it and it's cute he does a good he actually does a good Lindsay yeah but also like you are from Virginia which is also a southern accent I will I won't get over it I'll never get over this man talking about her accent as though you know Chris do <laughs> top of the morning tree. Yeah, I, yeah, I disagree with you obviously listen when she was there with Blaine honey and like Deontay was there like again I made this joke already it was like good day sir like you know like he was he sounds very proper honey it's very posh and with coming out of his mouth but so basically it's like time for him to like drop off Lindsay you know and like bring her back to that person's house and he's like so sad you know and kind of like the same vibe of like Brownwin and like Chaz like she's not that sad she's not that sad she's not that sad to get out of the car she's kind of like okay I love you bye get out you know like okay well the time's up you know like she a little bit can't wait to like leave him. I don't think the sex was good for her. I don't think it made her feel good. I don't think, I think that she, she, I don't think that she's that into him. And I also think that, you know, as we'll find out, you know, I think that she has her sights on someone else. And yeah, so he, go ahead. I think that he just is somebody who is used to watch porn sex. And so doesn't truly understand the intricacies, especially when you, you have to realize if you're somebody who's truly connected to somebody else, that they just got out of a situation where they haven't had sex in a long time. Okay, so you can't just come at them with your little monster and attack them as as though they're gonna love it, you know? Yeah, like drill them like a concrete. Yeah, yeah, like a jackrabbit. So also, like, she is used to having control over how Deontay communicates with her, and so now it's a little overwhelming because it's constantly "I love you," it's constant like being around, and so she's just ready to get away from him and be with somebody who truly understands like what she's going through and what it feels like, and that is. Blaine so this man is just she's she goes home to Blaine and Deontay is blowing her up on his 12-hour ride home just like talking about his penis sending emojis that are eggplants and I just said to myself like listen I understand what it is like to lead a relationship sex first but if that person were to send me emojis of an eggplant I would be like hold on I'm sorry, sir. Out of the actual physical bedroom, do not talk about your penis to me. Okay? D don't do it. It's fine. I understand. 
I understand. But there is a time and a place for you to talk about sex. And it's not when I'm trying to just like have a normal day and drink my coffee in the morning. Okay. I'm going to need you to go on ahead and leave me alone when it comes to all of that. So I understand her. I understand the fact that she's now lost control and everything in the outside world is overwhelming. And I get that just Deontay can't understand it and he doesn't. And he behaves thus, which is going to inevitably drive her into the arms of someone else that Chris predicted. Yeah, I think I'm not the only one. Just side note is, I'm going to bring up a picture, but also during the scene, I also was like, when did she get that ombre? Like, do you, how long, we've been watching the season and only in this scene did I realize that half her hair is blonde at the end, like very blonde, like dipped in bleach blonde. So just weird thing where I don't, other people, please tell me, cause you, I know you saw it too. I was like, how, that's, and by ombre, I mean, you can't even call that an ombre. Cause you're supposed to like blend that. It's just not biolage. It's like literally like if I dipped this hair into bleach and then there was no, just like that's bleach and this is brown, you know? Yeah. So she's with Blaine who not only has a house and has better credit and she talks about his credit is watching Deontay blow up her phone and is like about it. I mean, I can't understand one word that person is saying truly, but you know what? It doesn't make a difference. What's he saying out of that mouth? Because Lindsay is into it. He offers Lindsay a job. I'm not quite sure what she would do, but run shit. And then I'm putting up a picture y'all putting a picture on Patreon. This is Something that was posted in a Facebook Mega Fans Facebook group that I think Mary Pants might have also reposted. And basically, mm-hmm. there are pictures of Lindsay and Blaine, bubbooed, bubbup, you know. And Blaine at the end of this scene very much admits what I felt like I already knew, which is that, yeah, I had a little crush on Lindsay. I can't even do it, you know, but I'm a little crush on Lindsay, you know, whatever, you know, and so. And I think that he has been just waiting it out with his boo. Like he offered her a place. He offered her a job. He has better credit. He has a house, you know. I mean, I think that he probably made love to her in like a Luther Vandross way. (laughs) He's like, I'm not a homewrecker, but, uh, you know, I think the winds of times are changing. I said, okay, Blaine. I said, okay. You know what, you guys, you also should follow Mary Pants on Instagram. That's M-E-R-R-Y-P-A-N-T-S. I mean, this has been like the best thing that I have discovered about the 90 Day Fiance slash Love After Lockup world. It is Mary Pants and this just the comedic, the comedic memes that come out of this person and just like the tea that comes out of this person. So go on ahead and follow them as Chris named their name. So I think that's really it about them that we wanted to talk about. So we're going to move on to the next couple, and that is going to be Tiffany and Kevin. And as we all know, you know, I love me some Kevin. Even right now, I'm just like rubbing my thighs down to my shin because that man, that little big headed man, I mean, he just does something to me. It also could be the wine that I'm sipping on, but like he just does something to to me. So we open up this episode where we left off last episode where he's opening the front door. And this is like, I don't know if Tiffany just showed up on his doorstep or if it was planned, but if, if he, she just showed up on his doorstep, his mother's reaction was inappropriate. If it was planned, then Tiffany was wrong. So his shirt says, stay ace, stay crispy, stay elegant. And I just want to know about the elegant part of that. Is <laughs> elegant? 
okay, it's an it's a barber shop, and Ace is the name of the barber shop. But stay Ace, stay crispy, stay elegant. Like none of those make sense. Like stay Ace is the name of the thing. Stay crispy. I mean, and listen, I'm not a dude, and I so but you can you can you can tell me, Chris, you don't know, but like it's dude speak for like having like a fresh you know fresh haircut. I'm like, is that crispy? Okay, <laughs> okay, fine. Ace and crispy. And then the next word is stay elegant, which I'm like, no, you can't have it all. No, you can't. No, no, absolutely not. I also disagree with you. I think what Tiffany did was absolutely rude regardless. So basically, because I, and I think that you and I agree also on this, that when you are in the presence of parents and elders, you do what you're supposed to do. And people who don't do what you're supposed to do when you're in the presence of elders are shitty. And so like anytime you meet someone who's like, yeah, my the parents didn't like me. It's like, because you don't know you weren't raised right. It's because your parents didn't like you enough to raise you right. So basically, Tiffany comes in like a bat out of hell. Sorry, Wa, go ahead. You know what? I guess I just didn't understand if if the vantage point of her entering the house means that she actually saw the mom. That's the only thing I didn't understand. Go ahead. Okay, so she comes in like a bat of hell, honey, and she like wants to talk about the underwear, like brings him into the room. But I feel like you could hear when people are in the house and his son is there too. So it's not even just the mom. It's like she walked into a situation without knowing like, what he was in, what was happening, and then pretended. And also, like, when she was confronted, she didn't say, like, oh, I didn't know you were here. She was, like, very much like, well, I thought I had to get rid of this. No, whatever. So she comes in, is, like, having a conversation about the panties again, like, you know, like, you're not, and he, she does call him out. She's like, I'm never going to get a straight answer from you. I'm never going to get the whole picture. And she's right, because that's exactly what he does. And he's like, well, because we're probably Kayla. She's like, of course they're Kayla's. And he's like, well, you, you know, like, get a DNA test on them. And she's like, whatever. And then the mom comes a knocky, knock, knock. And this mom is like, the f I'm here. I'm queen. You're in my son's house. And my grandson is here. And you just barged in and started yelling. His child is right here. So uh, definitely, can we connect? Or are you going to come say hi to us? Because what you're doing right now is being mad rude. And yes, yeah. I don't trust you as far as I can pick you up and throw you. And because I cannot pick you up and throw you, that means I don't trust your ass. So also, I love that power move from the mom. I think oh, that it was very much appropriate. I also think you're right, Chris. You know, if you see a situation, then you got to go say the hi to the parent. Like, you just have to. I don't know if it's because we're ethnic, we're people of eth ethnicities, that it is just something that you must do. You must go in and pay homage to the elders. I just love the way he's like, so you gonna hold old panties over my head? And I said, the visual of somebody old holding old panties over your head is exciting and disgusting at the same time. Exciting? Stay crispy, stay elegant, wah. Stay crispy, then panties were crispy. Okay, <laughs> the panties were crispy. So there's that. So I like the way the mom did that uh, because Tiffany was being rude. And then when they go out into the hall, I mean, go out into the living room, all I'm seeing is like a black shirt and Vans on Tiffany. And I think, oh, maybe she just came from work and she kind of wanted to get that out. And I see her reasoning, but also I don't understand it as a, you know, minority, as, an, as a daughter of an immigrant. I don't understand that. So the mother is just like, hey, so I don't trust you. And I, I know that Kayla's crazy, but at least I know that Kayla loves my son because he she wouldn't have treated my son the way you treated my son on national TV to make him have to knock a pussy ass out. <laughs> wow. You want I know you want like some, I should get a shirt made from you. Like, I don't know what I, I, I got. I know. 
I'll do something I, for you. Your birthday's I, coming up. I know. I'm just going to, I just, I, it's like a double entendre. It's like knock a pussy ass out. Please knock my pussy ass out. Also, it's really hard for me to say the P-U-S-S word. Why? So that's why I'm like <laughs> into it. You wouldn't know. I mean, you wouldn't know, but like, I, I just like, I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to, the neck, the, mm. go ahead, Chris. Okay. So basically, yeah, the mom, you know, they have a conversation where she calls out Tiffany and she's like, you didn't treat my son right. Like, I don't understand. Like you were really rude to him before. Like, why would I even like you now? You just walked in the house. You're like, you know, you're very trashy. And, and Tiffany's trying to like, well, we got to like build something on trust. And I'm just trying to like do that. And, you know, I just, Tiffany is like trying her hard to not be a complete bitch to his mom, but it's like not the best. And the mom kind of like, yeah, says like a fat shaming comment. Cause to me, it's a little fat shaming if it's like, I wouldn't trust you as far as we can throw you and I can't throw her. And I was like, okay, well, God bless. And then she said, I, oh, this is exactly what she said. I don't trust her as far as I can throw her, which isn't far is what she said. I was like, oh, okay. And then basically she's like, I just don't want to see him miserable all the time. And I was like, oh ma'am, that's the face you made. That's actually his face. A hundred percent. Like that's, yeah. I can't imagine that person. I mean, that yeah. person's face is going to always be like that. Yep. That's exactly what I thought too. I said, oh no, his face is a face of miserabilis. Like yeah. his is a face that chronically will look unhappy just because of the structure of it, which yes. everything you had to do with. Yeah. Do you hear the people sing, singing a song <laughs> of angry men? It is the music <laughs> of a people who will not be slaves again. I mean, listen, the every, every, Every song of Lamez I know. Don't you, Eve, every morsel, every note. I see, oh my God. And this whole stage is going to turn around at one time. You know, it's on that ro rotating turnaround tourney. Oh my God, Lamez. Lamez is such a beautiful musical and I love it so much. But you know what's not beautiful? His face. Wah. Listen, I'm going to bring up a picture of his face and I'm going to say, look at this lip. Listen, there's something. <laughs> There's something so masculine about him that like, it doesn't matter if his face isn't beautiful. It doesn't matter. It does not matter to me because like there's just something so dominant and masculine about him that like, I don't care about any, anything else. But the mother, Tiffany's like, um, it's almost like she wanted to like rub her ponytail and pull it down at the same time. We'll be like, um, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but the truth is, is that like, I'm going to always look out for me and your son is a fucking liar slash gaslighter. So I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that he's going to have to be a better human to fuck with me mm -hmm. and right now the trash that you have raised is not good enough so neither are you <laughs> mm -hmm. like I said you know Tiffany read that mother because the truth is is that Kevin is the way he is now that you're a Christian I'm happy for you mom but Kevin is the way he is because of however you were in his formative years so go on ahead and take responsibility for the trash ass gaslighter that you created. And I'm trying to make him better. And if you want to be on the side of that bitch ass Kayla, then go on ahead and be. But she's toxic. And I'm trying to get your son to not be toxic and to say how he feels and to be honest. So <laughs> let's move on, Chris. I think okay. we're done with him, right? Yeah. Next couple we're going to talk about is Black Britney Ray Spears. Okay. Uh huh. So I found that Chris and 
Brittany have a lot in common. I think that they're, <laughs> I feel like I want Chris to just talk about all of the things that they have in common. Okay. Because I'm watching this and the conversation that Brittany had with her dad mm-hmm. is remnant of a conversation, several conversations that I have witnessed Chris Farah have with her father. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll tell you the many ways in which Brittany and I are, are similar. First of all, we both like VC, that vuv cuckoo, honey, because they pop that orange bottle because you're sitting at dinner. She gets her way, honey. She said she was hungry. So she pops the champagne. I was like, yes. And it's an expensive champagne. Good for her. Not like super expensive. It's like just moderate. You know what I'm saying? Like there's definitely more expensive ones, but also like it's not well. Okay. So basically she doesn't waste any time she's like when do you want to get married because you know we got to like do this thing she's like i don't want this to be a hush ring and i'm like we're like what's a hush ring and she lets us know that a hush ring is when you give someone a ring that's not the promise ring that you already gave her but a nut with the engagement ring just to shut her up about the wedding but still don't think they're ever going to get married so she's like cool 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 but when's when's the date because we need to have a real big ass wedding i need like i have like 200 people on my side and you have like 200 people on your side and honey i want it all i want violins i want cellos i want steak i want fish and i was like i don't want fish in my wedding but i do want chicken i also want a harp i i want a jazz quartet honey i want a harp ding 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 ding. oh i totally want that no uh -uh, mm -hmm. i love violins i love string instruments honey you can like string me along with it baby boobs like i yep and they're gonna be some belly dancers i mean it's gonna be a whole ass thing talk about instagrams by the way if anyone wants like the most ridiculous instagram of all time it's lebanese weddings okay at lebanese weddings is bananas anyway so they're eating uh, chips and I always love when you go and get chips and there's like the tri-color chips it's just like a fun thing I'm just like oh okay they're not making those fresh you know that for sure but like they are buying it and they thought about upping their chipping game as a restaurant which I appreciate now I don't know if they're like eating any guac or any salsa Wah? Yeah, I know you want yeah I know you want to make a comment about the dips <laughs> okay so my favorite food is chips and salsa and I was wondering <laughs> what the dip was I was wondering so hard what the dip was but also at the same time Brittany was like um what did my dad say Okay, and I'm gonna go talk to that nigga. I'm gonna go talk to him. So she goes ahead and talks to him when she realizes that the man is trying to block her blessings. And she's like, um, excuse me, why did you tell Ray that he couldn't marry me? And the dad is like, listen, I don't know what is actually going on in your relationship. And I don't know if there's any abuse. And she's like, listen, I know my last relationship caused trauma in the family to where y'all don't trust my judgment, but Ray is not that person. I have been dating him for years now. And the dad is like, yeah, years where he was in prison for some of that. And Brittany's like, um, no, sir. Yes, he was in prison. How, whomever I have been living with him for like a year and a half now. And I need you to trust me and know that he has never shown any signs of aggression. And please do not say no to this wedding because this is what I want. I am middle-aged. I need to get married ASAP. And I would like you to walk me down the aisle. So do not do this. Do not do this. And Ray is just like, well, maybe we should just go on ahead and get married at the courthouse. And she's like, uh, no, 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 no. For all the reasons that Chris just explained, I am not doing that. I can't see that for me. I can see that for somebody else. And Ray's like, listen, low key, I have restitution that I have to pay. So the idea of not paying for a super expensive wedding is really inviting to me. And that's what I want to go through. Like the man is like, you are my baby girl. Use my baby girl. Okay. And you got a lot to learn. And right now I am not willing to give that convict my blessing. And she's like, he didn't kill nobody. And the dad's like, it doesn't matter. He was in prison. And personally, my dad is asking me to meet the person that I'm dating. And I'm like, 
absolutely not, sir. <gasps> absolutely not. I didn't tell him absolutely not, but in my mind, I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not telling that person that you want to meet him. And it, it, we are just, you know, it's just because my dad has never met anybody and he is really excited about it because I think he truly is, and I'm getting emotional, sad in his heart that my life has turned out the way it has. So I feel bad, but like, I get it. So I get it from her father's point of view and I get it from her point of view of like, listen, my life is what it is and I didn't expect it to be that way. But please just give this person your blessing because I don't feel comfortable getting married because what I want to do is have you walk down, walk me down the aisle for that. So Chris. Okay. I love you so much. And so real talk. I know what it's like to also feel like my life did not turn out the way it did, but I mean, truly. And I will just say that time is this thing and age is this thing, but think that they are constructs that we have put on ourselves. And if we could somehow let go of that and let love flow when it does and know that there is an abundance of it in the universe for us that we get in different ways... I do think it helps, but I, I understand this conversation and I know what you're talking about and I know what I also know and feel, which is very similar. So I feel Brittany in this moment. I truly yeah. do because I feel like he, the father, truly doesn't understand the pressure and the stress and everything that is put on Brittany in this moment. And she finally has found somebody who A, is good to her. And yes, there are problems involved, but this person actually is good to her. And she's willing to take on the stress of his restitution, even though like, yes, she she fights it in the storyline of, of of love after lockup. But she needs her father to be on her side at this point, And he's not. And she's pissed. And I get it. I get it. And so even though like her wedding designs are not my fantasy and, and, and I had to unpack a lot of like frustration that I had with her because I was like, girl. Like, don't be putting all this on. You don't need this wedding. Like, this is stupid. How dare you think these thoughts? But the truth is, is that I guess I gave up a long time ago. And so I didn't have any of these thoughts. And so I'm envious of women in the face of not finding a man, in the face of abuse from the man that you actually do find, still having this fantasy of what your wedding day would be. I, I honor it, even though I'm low-key judge it, but I honor it because I'm like, I haven't allowed myself to fantasize that much. And so I feel Brittany in this. And Chris, if you have anything else to say, I'm good on this. To move on. <laughs> I love you so much. No, I love you so much. And I get it. Let's move on to a real fun couple. Just, you know, Woo! ooh, honey, let's bring them up. Bronwyn and, oh, I wish at the same time. Bronwyn and Chaz. Girl. Okay, so much like Deontay is like, I don't want to go back. I like, I really want to like skip another day and come back to work. Like Chaz is driving. He's like, he calls Bronwyn. He's like, guess what, babe? I just changed my flight. She's at an internet cafe doing her homework. She's like, no, why? Just leave. <laughs> just go. So I thought I had gotten rid of you. I put on a new weird hair, t- like ponytail extension. I mean, it's definitely not Miona from Jibri Miona. Like, you know, like it makes that look like, I mean, Crystal, I don't have to tell you this like hair that she puts on is not it. She does her like famously. He's like, no, babe, I'm going to come back and pick you up at this stupid internet cafe you're at. Like, he's like, fine, I love you, bye. You know, like, I love you, bye. Becomes like one word. So yeah, Bra was just like, eh. <laughs> 
has to like put away her laptop. He picks her up in the car and he takes her to like a hotel, which looks like a suite. Then, then she opens up her laptop and she's like doing her Spanish homework, you know, and wah. Okay, guys. video. Go ahead. So I took a video of it because I was so fucking annoyed with him. Like, dude, this woman just told you that she had homework to do and you're going to stand across from her, sit across from her and just ask her like a series of questions that like don't make any fucking sense. Like, leave this woman alone. I took video of it. OK, because that's how upset I was about it, about them talking to each other in baby talk. And I was so pissed because he's like, anything said about Brandy. And then he literally just asks her for sex. And so she's just like, How can you ask me for sex and change? I wanted to have sex with you in the cabin, but you just switched gears so quick. And I was like, Bitch, you did not want to have sex with him. You don't want to have sex with him now. You're trying to figure out how to get out of sex with him. But I took video of it, and whatever reason, Streamcast or whatever this is called is not accepting the video. So I'm going to un. Take the volume off and I'm just going to show it. Those of you on Patreon, fine. For those of you who are not on Patreon, you won't be able to hear this because honestly, my mic isn't up to it. So he's rubbing on her back. Uh, then the sleep with me pillow, honey. I'm so glad you got the sleep with me pillow. Subtle subconscious advertising, please, please sleep with me. How do you want to get in the bed? I don't know. How do you want to get in the bed? Do we ever talk about the fact that Chaz had whole brain surgery? There's a scar, honey, around his head, like he did, like that, like that. Did he get hair implants? Like, what is that? Oh, maybe if it's a, I wonder if it was a hair toupee implant or my love that he had like a brain tumor. I mean, he has this car that goes across it or he got stabbed. I don't have to tell you. Okay. Are you, you ready? Like this? Do you want to? No. Oh, God. No. I want to give you a sexy lap dance. Just, I just need to further somehow not just get in this bed. Like I will do whatever it takes to not get in the bed. So you sit there and I will dance. You can't dance in a bed. I'm going to give you a sexy lap dance. You want to lay here? No, I don't want you. I'm going to lay here. I don't know. You want to go, okay. And then time for the producers. Bye. Bye, producers. Bye. Leave just like I wanted him to leave. Bye. I have to give him a little bit of something so that he can get on the fucking plane and not come back to me. I already made a choice to marry you, like you won't budge. And I have to choose between my friends and my my husband. And I don't want to choose my husband because like I know my friends for longer, and my friends are gonna be so sad. And so is my daughter apparently. But I don't want it. I don't. You know when um I'm not using drugs. I'm okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, first of all, why do you think that they had sex in this moment? Do you think I didn't think about it because, like, I feel like she gave him a lap dance. Yeah. I feel like happened? she just grinded on his crotch. Like, I feel like it was just like, you know, I don't know. There's tricks. I don't know. I'm not saying yeah. that I have done it in the past. Maybe I have. 
but there are tricks to get them to leave you the fuck alone yeah do you think that she if she if she grinded on his lap and he like orgasmed and maybe that was like oh and then she was like oh i guess we can't have sex you know right away because it's like you're so old i can't imagine that you can like just get it up hard <laughs> you know unless he's like i know one way <laughs> and she's like no you know because anything worse i i mean we've talked about this many times and this is like too much information i'd much rather have sex than i would uh, give a blowjob to someone i don't like anyway i don't want to yeah, that's just a thing. Uh, I think I'm not alone. Okay, anything else about them, boo? I mean, just no. I think no, there was something, Wa. No, say it. No, I just, I <laughs> I don't like watching a woman try to appease a man. And I don't like an, a man try to co- coerce a woman into having sex. Like, just, just, just be okay with not having sex with her until you get to, until she gets to Kentucky. Like, put on a pornography 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 Mm -hmm. put on pornography Mm -hmm. and just handle it yourself until your wife gets there until she's comfortable like this is your wife you have for eternity together supposedly so there's no real reason to force her into having sex with you or to make her feel guilt about it you have all of your life Unless you don't, unless you know that, you know, there's a chance that you'll never have sex with her. And your, your whole idea is that like, I want to have sex with this like sexy meth head, ex meth head. I don't know. Anyways, let's move on to Chance and Taylor. Okay. We didn't have them last week, but don't worry. We got them this week and uh, (laughs) Chance and Taylor. So we pick up and Taylor is going wedding dress shopping and uh, she's with a friend and the friend looks ju- true. Like while wrote this note down, is that Bobby? Oh no, it's Sarah. It's true though that Sarah looked just like Bobby, but then she had to tell us that Bobby was still in um, treatment. And so she couldn't come out or whatever. It's just interesting how, you know what, just like how Brittany uh, of Brittany and Marcelino and her like girlfriend, Sharon, Shannon kind of look alike. I feel like, there's these pockets where women kind of look alike. Like these women kind of look alike too. Like Bobby and Sarah, like it's just a certain look of a certain, like, you know, certain place, honey. And low key. I also feel like if I moved to any of these places, I would just clean up, you know, God bless. But so she is going wedding dress shopping and I do have a picture of her dress that she ends up picking. It's right there. And listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's a bad dress. I think it's It looks exactly like, and I mean, this is exactly the cut of dress I had for my debutante when I was 16. I, it was a princess cut dress with like a little shoulder like that, a little, like maybe it wasn't so deep cut because again, I was 16, like having a debutante, but like, it's very much, it looked just like my debutante dress, except I didn't have also like massive tattoos and her tattoos are so interesting. I mean, by interesting, I mean like, what is, it looks like a horse's face on that arm, you know, or on that shoulder. I don't know what it is. just, but I do like one part. Her tattoos make the dress look less terrible or makes the dress look terrible. Is that what you said? Listen, I'm just going to say it. Okay. Yep. Come out and say it. I don't want to offend any tattoo people who, people who have tattoos out there, but like that, her placement of the tattoos make her dress look absolutely terrible. And I don't know what it is. Maybe she needs a tan. And I don't know about white people or people with dark, light skin and like what would make things look better. But right now, the way, if you're watching on Patreon, you see what I'm saying. The way that her tattoos are placed and the color of them completely distracts 
from the opulence and the beauty of whatever we're supposedly supposed to see from this wedding dress. Like it Mm -hmm. just looks like a mishmash because there's like lace, there's bling. And then there's like a horse's face on her like upper left decollage, decollage. And it's like the colors are like pink and blue. And you're like, what is this, Lisa Frank? We don't know. And then down her like right arm is like black and white, a rose, and then like a woman's gap tooth lips. And you know, I'm a gap tooth bitch, so I'm okay with gap tooth lips, but I don't understand what's happening. It is too much, too much happening to draw the eye in. And so maybe I'm thinking like, is it a tan, Chris? You tell me, I don't know. No, I think a tan would definitely work a little spray tan, especially when like on white, white on white like that, you know, like for sure a little tan. It's gotta be, you know, yeah, it's too much white, literally. I mean, it's like, there's a paleness and everything. Now, of course, when Sarah sees this, you know, she's like, you look beautiful. And she's like, you know, God bless. And she's like, you think Chance is going to cry when he sees me? And she's like, yes, he's going to cry. She's like, good, because no one wants to marry a man that doesn't cry. And I will agree with you. Like, I've said this before. If when I come and get married and we'll see if that ever happens, but if I'm walking down an aisle and I know that like, I will do whatever it takes of my entire power to look as gorgeous as I possibly can in that, in that moment. It's going to require a lot of Ativan because it will give me anxiety, but I will do whatever it takes to be like as pretty as possible. If I'm coming down an aisle looking as gorgeous as possible to someone who wants to marry me for the rest of my life and he's just there like, I will turn around and walk away. I absolutely need you to look at me like this. And this is Patreon, but I'll just try and describe it. First, you see me. You gasp, your breath gone. This eye starts to like quiver and your eyes completely water. And you're like, holy shit, she's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. How did I get so lucky? All of these thoughts racing through your head. You look at my dad, you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm getting a gift from God from this man. You know, my dad gives that man a little like nod or whatever, shut up, blah. And I'm like walking, very slow walking. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm coming in this aisle, honey. And like, if tear, if, if I don't see vi- like Visine style tears, like a cut and onion style tears. I need him to wail like an ethnic grandmother at a funeral. If he does not show the emotion of understanding this moment and how lucky he is, I will call it off, baby booze. And I'll have a great ass time with my friends and I will be like, bye. Because another thing is I'm going to pay for the whole wedding. I know that. So like, if you're not up to snuff this wedding, babe, you don't stay. Yep. Go ahead. Wash. Everybody, I'll get a tan. I, I'll be tan. I'll, I'll get a tan. My friend is a crazy person and I love her for it. I have never fucking thought about that in my entire life. It is. I just have never. I just don't know. I like what? I don't know. And and listen, I'm going to I'm going to be on Xanax while she's on Ativan to try to help calm my nerves so I could help calm her nerves. In fact, I don't even don't invite me to the wedding. <laughs> You're rude. You know you're in exactly. it. Don't invite me, okay? I, I know you want me to be in it. I know you want me to be in it, but don't invite me because I am going to be like me and Monique are going to have to like do drugs on the side in order to get through this. You just said you're doing Xanax. That's fine. 
I also read this, by the way, this whole thing where like a bunch of millennials and like younger people are just like doing shroom chocolates at weddings now. It's like a big thing. And so like maybe I'll bring you some shroom chocolate. So you could do Xanax, you could do a Xanax, you can have some wine, but you better not get too drunk. And then, I mean, right before I get married, you can get drunk later. But then once I walk down the aisle and once we're out of the church, you know, I'm having a very like Catholic wedding. God bless. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I mean, who knows? There's going to be harps. Okay. But then after that part, you can take whatever you want and I'll have some shroom chocolates and then we'll just like dance the entire night. I have like my playlist already done. You know, it'll be a lot of slut dancing. It's gonna be like Britney. It's gonna be Beyonce. Don't even worry about it. You know, what's funny is that you're like, oh, you know, just don't be too drunk. And I just want you to know that I'm a daughter of an immigrant. Okay. I'm ethnic and I will never embarrass anybody in front of anybody's family ever in my life. Even if I'm, if I'm drunk, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, family. I'm going to go. My father's ill. I have to leave. I would never embarrass you. I want you to know that. I would never, hey. I would never embarrass you. I anyway, love you. There's that. And yeah, so I mean, the truth is that she shouldn't fucking marry Chance because he's buying cars with rims. And this bitch thinks she might be pregnant. And yeah. all I can think of is like, oh, is it that easy for everyone just to like, just get pregnant is just so easy. You just find a man in prison. You already have three kids and then like a drug addicted sister and you just move him into your home and then you just get pregnant. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for your success in life and congratulations on your impending nuptials. Not successful. Cause she's literally like, yeah, I'm really late and I'm like nauseated. And her friend's like, are you gonna take a test? She's like, no, because I just like don't want to take a test because then it means like I have to do a bunch of shit. And I'm gonna be like, girl, you're already gonna be doing a bunch of shit. You not knowing is you not dealing with it. When you don't know something, it isn't like you don't have to deal with it when it comes to health stuff. It's one of the dumbest thought patterns ever. Like, I don't want to know because then this, it's like, it's already there. You not knowing is the disservice. Like it's already happening. And you not knowing is you not knowing what's happening in your own body. Her and puppy are fools. Her and puppy are fools. And I'm sad we didn't get the ending of what puppy situation was like, but I know people like this in real life who were like, oh, I don't want to go to the doctor. Like, I think I might have cancer because of like all the symptoms, but like, I don't want to go because then it won't be real. What? No. no, it doesn't. That doesn't. Mean, that doesn't mean that at all. Like it just means that like now you don't have an opportunity to get in front of it. Yeah, you don't have an opportunity to like solve it before it is irrevocably damaging the rest of the people in your life. But you know that's them and that's yeah. me. And now I know how other people like maneuver through life. And in the words of Chris Farah, God bless, God bless, God bless. God bless, honey. And God bless, you will be at my wedding. Okay. Absolutely. How dare you? Okay. So that is the episode for us. They did give us a great teaser for what's going to be happening. So it did look great. Think about the teaser wall. I mean, I don't remember truthfully because I was cooking and doing other things at the same time, but also I watch it on YouTube. So I don't know, but if it was great, I mean, I just feel like love after lockup is a solid show. Like I know, (laughs) I feel like it's going to give, even if two couples are boring AF, like the rest of them, the rest of the 18 will be so interessante and so i'm always interested in next episode but here you guys here's what we want to tell you about we are watching mm-hmm. and going to talk about the army mm-hmm. hammer house of hammer docuseries mm-hmm. that's the docuseries part of this we've already done one docuseries the most hated man on the internet mm-hmm. and now this is our second docuseries the house of hammer which is talking about army hammer and his fake bdsm oh it's not house of mc hammer Oh, about, oh, oh, hammer, oh, oh, hammer. Yeah, you know, it's also, not a, 
too legit to quit. Hey, hey. It's also yeah. not Arm and Hammer baking soda, which you would think that it would be. And I had to Google it to really, truly understand why it wasn't actually Arm and Hammer baking soda. It's not your company? No, their their company is like Oxy Petroleum or something, like some mm -hmm. oil or whatever. Not Arm and Hammer Johnson and Johnson mm -hmm. <laughs> royalty. So, anyways, if you guys want that content, we will have that coming up as soon as possible. So please go on ahead and watch it. It's currently on Discovery Plus. I don't know where else it's on because they have built-in commercials, so it must be somewhere else where there's commercials. So please go on ahead and watch that if you guys want to have context to what we're going to be talking about. But I love to talk about American tycoon royalty. Like, I love to talk about, like, I want to talk about the Vanderbilts. I want to talk about the Hiltons. Like, I want to talk about this rich, insidious, crazy American family money. And that is what the hammers are. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very intense. Okay, so that's on the docket, my loves. For more information, you can always follow us on our social medias. We are on Instagram heavily, and that is DocuSweeties. We're also on TikTok, DocuSweeties2. We have a Twitter, which who knows what happens there, DocuSweeties, probably nothing. And I mean, if we have a Facebook, so just Instagram is where I would go if I were you. And that just, you know, gives you little tips, little tricks, little like things we're coming up with, you know, we're, we're fun on that. So DocuSweeties across the board, thank you so much for listening. And wow, what if you wanted to like see us in all our glory and like the pictures we're putting up, how would you do that again, boo? You would go to patreon.com slash docusweeties. It's $10 a month. It's a good time. Once we get enough people and uh, enough like, then we're going to start to go live, you know, because then we can actually have you guys join us and interact with us. But we need to get the PayPal. So if you guys would like to provide us with a little extra support, you know, support with getting these videos edited from our amazing editors that we're using, trying to get this content out to you, that would be absolutely fabulous. So please. Please tell your friends, go on ahead and give us a five star or rate us on wherever you're listening, Spotify, Google Plus, Apple Podcasts, or wherever in the world and other podcast platforms that you are listening to us. We absolutely appreciate it. So thank you for being dedicated listeners. And we want you guys to have a fantastic evening or day or week, wherever you're, whatever time you're listening to us. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>